Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today, we're going to be talking about money moves you should be thinking about through the decades. Yeah, so it was so funny we were talking about this. And the first thing I thought about is all the things I'm trying to teach my kids right now. Mm, I realized mm-hmm. that when I was growing up, I don't think, well, our mom was a little different. So when I became like a little bit. preteens, she was trying to talk to me about it. But I don't think that I've ever considered really all the things I need to be teaching my kids Mm -hmm. as they get older and and just, you know, creating the habits that'll lead them to be successful. So one of the things I was thinking about, I was actually talking to someone the other day, is I don't believe in summer vacation. Girl, no. Kids (laughs) need to be in school 12 months out of the year. So the thing that I've struggled with with this is I think it sets up poor expectation Mm -hmm. about life and that you somehow believe that you are entitled to two to three months of chill time. And where do they do that in college? I mean, where do they do that in life? Where do they do that ever? (laughs) Some professions are actually like that. Really? Like teachers. So with teachers, Mm -hmm. they make either, they can choose two options for payment. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of them try to work in summer school to keep their ends up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then they have where they're going to make less throughout the year if they want to get payments through the month. But most teachers, if you look at statistics, mm-hmm. do something else during the summer. During the summer. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would so agree any, with that. any other professions? Because that's all I got. <laughs> That's the only so, one. Off the so, top so of my are head all right kids going to grow be teachers? But this is my other thing. I actually think people should strive to only work part of the year. But, I don't think we should be working year round. I don't think that's, that's natural not, either. But that's not what you have to do to get there, right? So, what do you mean? By I mean that? that unless you were born with a silver spoon, mm-hmm. you just can't assume that during the summers I can do that. That I could, I could rest. I agree with you that we should be striving for that. <laughs> but striving for that takes work. Like you have to mm-hmm. build into your life the ability to make more during a certain period of time, however, lower your expenses. However, to be able to do however, that. I do. I mean, yes, I agree with all that, but I don't want to make it seem like it's this. You have to work so hard to do it. I mean, I think in actuality, and especially like what this episode is going to touch on, if you just set yourself up mm-hmm. well from the beginning, yep. it's not hard but i think a part part of a part of setting yourself up successfully is understanding that you are not entitled to this free time i disagree (laughs) i think (laughs) you're entitled i I think i'm that girl (laughs) so wait so so in your life let's keep it real in your life Mm -hmm. how many summers have you been able to do that which is why I want to retire by 30. <laughs> I mean, like, which is why I'm actually, I've burnt out at least two or three times in my career already yeah. before the age of 30. Yeah. So I'm not ever going to perpetuate the thought that we should be working all the time. I just think kids don't have nothing better to do anyways. <laughs> so, like in your early years, I really think that's for building. Ding, ding. Okay. But ding, when ding. I say early years, I'm talking... Through your 20s. So I I agree. I think we're saying the same thing. But I think it's different. You're saying you need to work. Well, what I'm saying is for children. So going back to where I was at. For children, you have to set the expectation that there is some level of input that you need to put in in order to get to the space where you are capable of relaxing. I can accept that. I think by by starting young, by going to kindergarten and going, we get summer break for three months and doing that for 12, 13 years, you set the back expectation but real talk i think it's only inner city kids that are taking the break (laughs) 
<laughs> I okay. mean, if I'm okay. being honest, when I think about what my friends in private school were doing in the summers, yeah, they were getting their skills up. I was gonna say, so we did a they did a lot of like in like sports, sports like arts, music. Yeah, yeah. They were doing. Listen, one of my colleagues, her daughter is like six or seven. She has her daughter. Basically, she's on track to be in algebra in like fourth grade oh, wow. <laughs> because she just gets this extra tutoring, you know, beyond the school day and in the summer. Like they're setting their kids up to be elites. So going back to that, so do you think that this idea of summer school is only for the less affluent or non-affluent? Yeah, I mean, I think about, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. You know, I don't like generalization. <laughs> <laughs> you and you. but I mean, you just said to me that anybody that you knew in private school didn't take that's summers not even off. private school, but in my private school experience. But I'm also talking about as a grown adult, people I know with their kids now. Just mm-hmm. what they do with their kids. So, 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 I know, so what I know I'm you saying, hate to generalize. No, but, let's, but let me just say, that, let me just say what I'm yeah, trying to say. I think education is a year round affair. Yes. Whether you do that in school, out of school is your prerogative. But I also don't believe that school is the only vehicle for education. Yep, yep, yep. Which but, I think is the mindset to, that these parents take on. I was going to say, but you have to acknowledge that all of those things now, I mean, Art has been defunded, right? In schools, like mm-hmm. sports ha- in, in public schools are basically non-existent unless you go to some huge school. Yeah. Like, like the reality is, whether you want to say it or not, is that the people who make a certain amount of money can't afford to do all the things. I disagree. So, so that's not what I'm saying at I, all. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, let me, let these me spell parents it out. Don't, these let parents are not out. relying on their schools. Let, let me spell it out all the way. This. Let me spell it out all the way. Yeah. So, in lower income families, both parents have to work, mm-hmm. right? So, who is going to? Even if they it can't afford, it's not always a cost thing. There are tons of free programming available. Okay, I've worked with several over the so, years. So you think that it's just lack of knowledge that that all these parents don't want their kids? I don't want to say lack of knowledge. I just want to say this is not what this is not what families are prioritizing. If it's not a priority, you're not going to do it. Okay, I could see that being part of the population. That they're not prioritizing this. Yeah, I mean, amongst the many obligations that you have, this is just one of them, right? Yeah. That falls low on the totem pole. But I think that, and I don't want to even generally say the wealthy, but I feel like there's a different mindset about the role and value of children in different types of households. What do you mean? Like, these people are grooming their children (laughs) to... Be very successful, like from the beginning. We're just trying to like have our kids survive, <laughs> like be alive <laughs> yes, day yes. to day. Like I think their priorities are defined differently because of that perspective. So go into to that a little bit more. Like, what would you say the difference in priority is? And so going back to making sure that we're we're on track. These mm-hmm. are the things that you want your kids to be prepared for that will help them financially, right? So yeah. talk about that mindset. So, I mean, I think that the wealthy see their kids as part of their status symbol. Mm-hmm. You know, like many people marry and have children 
to move up in their careers because it's a requirement for them to be invited to the golf course to be able to talk about your kids and your family yeah, and what they're say. doing. Well, I was like, going to say like bragging on your kids. I remember yeah. I I uh, I was a, like a camp counselor mm-hmm. at a private school and I worked with four-year-olds. I was intimidated by this four-year-old dog. Like, <laughs> like this kid spoke. How old were you? I was like 17, 16. <laughs> four-year-old. This kid spoke two languages wow. and was telling me about geology. <laughs> and and I, he played the piano. I was like, yeah. what? I mean, I think it's part of, it's partially a status symbol, but it's also a social thing, activity. Yeah. Like, that's how... You know, you're the parents of these children when they're interacting at the piano recital, they're making business deals. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, I think they're used as tools in, you know, different, I'm going to just say wealthier communities, whereas they're more of a burden, I think. <laughs> yeah. in, like, go over to your auntie's house. Inner cities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, so I think the perspective is different. But I feel like we've gotten far off track. This is not <laughs> what we had intended to talk about. But, but I think it's important because, because yeah. to me, it's the mindset that mm-hmm. changes the trajectory of what your children can do mm-hmm. and what they're capable of and how far they can go. And I'm not just, right. I'm not saying like just from a monetary monetary perspective but Mm. also like experience like like being able to indulge in different things and really find what they're passionate about when when Mm -hmm. you restrict your children they don't have the ability or the the wherewithal to understand who they are holistically because they haven't had a bunch of experiences right right so i i do think that it's important to talk about and maybe it'll make some of it's made me think about what i've done with my kids and why and and what i value versus what i don't value so Mm -hmm. i think it's an important kind of mind thing to to work out as to what you're doing with your children why you're doing why yeah yeah the why behind it yeah yeah i would agree with that I mean, do you want to go into some of the tactics now, or I- so? So with children, I, I I do think it's it's a greater conversation. So yes, mm-hmm. I said you know you don't take off summer breaks, but it's really not about the break. Mm-hmm. It's about setting the mindset of <laughs> you know scheduling, organizing mm-hmm. your time. You know mm-hmm. what's an acceptable use of your time, and and really, <laughs> I guess investing in the things that you value. And mm-hmm. so if they're breaking for the summer, what are they doing? Tablets, right, watching TV, right. maybe playing outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it takes away what we we're talking about about cultural experiences, learning, yeah. you know, getting good at a sport, crafting, you know, something yeah, or learning the language or yeah. Talk about. yeah. Or even it's like hard. just the fact that they're not as smart as they were in school because they haven't used the same the muscles. Skills, yeah. 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 So I think that's important. So I wanted to say on kids, though, there was one more thing um, that I thought was really important about your children. Probably a couple more things. But it was really about just, I I guess I kind of said it, with organizing your time, Mm -hmm. that creating a schedule, like Mm -hmm. like making sure that they understand life. Like I think that we, we have to stop thinking about kids it's being so different from adults mm-hmm. <laughs> that really all the things that'll make you successful as an adult, you start drilling those things in as yeah. children. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think the one thing that I would caution, I mean, I understand like you wanting them to get in a routine and understanding things, but schools were set up 
to create like factory workers, mm-hmm. right? And I just want to make sure we're not perpetuating that type. Like, yeah, you wake up and you're busy from eight to five because that's what you know people do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we should be promoting at young ages how people should be creatively. Like now that I'm an entrepreneur. I still kind of work nine to five, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. And that's not why I did this. Yeah. But it's so ingrained in me because I've always done that. And so I don't know. I think we have to be more creative about how we push people to deliver more value. Well, I was going to say, though, I, I think that we talk about that. So a couple of the things that we, we talk about in, in some of our, our children material is like, living and working in your purpose right so that you know i think that's important showing them that it's not about going to someone's job but it's about finding what you love and creating a life from that or being able to support your life in that i think that's an important thing to do so like i spent a lot of time with my kids like for christmas for example i i know that one of my kids they love fashion like they are like Mm -hmm. hey let me even with her her clothes, how she gets dressed in the morning. She'll like tie it up differently or pull it to the side and do the mm-hmm. things. So I, I get her things that encourage that. Right. With my other daughter, she's really into, and we hated this, she's really into like science and figuring out how things work. And so like one time she, no one was paying attention and she took a bunch of chocolate mix and she was like mixing it into different things <laughs> to see what it did. And wow. then with chocolate all over the place. So I got her like a little chemistry set right, where she can right. make different things and do anything. But it, so it's about encouraging their passions and, and, and mm-hmm. giving them the space to kind of do that. Like with, with my daughter who's in the fashion, I let her go. Like if she wants, mm-hmm. as long as it's not inappropriate right. and she wants to wear her clothes a little different, I'm like, go ahead, girl, work it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that, that's one of the things that, that I think. And then uh, two, <laughs> uh, them getting money. I try to create ample opportunity for them mm-hmm. to gain money from different things, yeah. um, and whether it be earning it or gifting it or, yeah. or different things. And then I talk to them about what they do with their money. So even if they decide to do something that I wouldn't decide <laughs> to do, I give them that opportunity and I really yeah. talk to them about what that means. So right. my daughters have very different spending personalities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. one of them is like, so I'll give them both $5 and I'll say, so what are you going to do with your money? I was like, you can save it, you can give it, you can spend it. And we talked about this in an episode. And one of my daughters like, I'm going to save one quarter <laughs> and I'm going to spend four seventy five. <laughs> and my other daughter's like, I'm going to put $3 and save and $2 and, or $1.50 and give it. I'm going to spend 50 cents. Yeah. And I talked to them about what that means. And I even showed them. So we were at, uh, we were somewhere where uh, my daughter who saves more, I was like, you saved $10. You can buy this big thing here. My daughter who didn't say was like, dang, I don't got no money. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, th- they're just things that yeah. I've realized that you really have to start young and, mm-hmm. and understand that they are sponges, that they are watching yeah, now, that they are soaking it up. And so you have to be very <laughs> yeah. intentional about some of the things that you teach. So be- before we go, I just want to ask one quick question. Like, what is one money lesson you learned from mom? Or like when you were a kid, is there anything? So she had me like balancing checkbooks. Oh, Not that we use yeah. checkbooks anymore, but yeah, I am I very detailed in the way that mm-hmm. I organize my spending yeah, and I and budget, I always y'all. have been Love not it. that I've been great at following the budget <laughs> but, but like 
what where did like understanding where did it go you know what what's going on with it like mom was like you got to know this like write it down and she was teaching me that i remember like 12 13 Mm. i was writing down what we were spending and i still do that today yes so you're like i just gotta write it down i just have to write it down (laughs) yes yes what about you like uh so i just thankfully remember when i got my first bank account yeah it was just such an exciting experience yeah and then every time we went to the bank after that and like i would get a candy and like you know (laughs) they would give me all this stuff because i was a cute little kid with your bank account yeah Yeah. with my bank account and i could put money in it not that i've ever really been a saver but (laughs) i love to go to the bank yeah like i got a bank appointment today (laughs) so no one else goes Bank. Right. People are like, why are you going to the bank? I'm like, because I need to go to the bank and talk to my banker. Duh. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I still do. No, that's today. cool. No, I was actually looking at that. Like, the kids can't open a bank account to that. But I'm excited about the time where I can take them to the bank, too. What's the age now? It's like 12. Okay. Like I was definitely younger than that. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. They have yeah. things that you can do online, but it's not the same. So. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> but yeah, so let us know what y'all have been, you know, what's something you remember as a kid, a money lesson or anything, a money experience that you had when you were young. would love, love, love to hear that. Yeah. And any lessons you think is important for us to be passing on to the babies. So until next time, folks, I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shonda Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. <laughs>